Wishing Day by Lauren Miracle. Chapter 5. At home, Natasha stuck to her regular routine. She roused Daria each day by yanking open Daria's blinds and playing a kid's song called Happy Bees repeatedly and loudly. Propping her iPod just out of reach on Daria's nightstand. By the time those happy bees buzzed past the irate bull for the fourth time, Daria was awake, out of bed, and groggily threatening to burn Natasha's iPod with fire. In the evenings, Natasha helped Ava with her homework, while Aunt Vera and Aunt Vera Elena made dinner. Ava was 11, but she was a young 11, according to her aunts. Natasha agreed, although every once in a while, a subtle shift in Ava's expression made Natasha wonder if she was actually an old soul, a term she'd come across in a book about a boy battling a dark and powerful wizard. Regardless, Ava was allergic to sitting down and settling into her schoolwork. She loved math, but hated filling out her math mat worksheets. She didn't mind English, and she liked her teacher who told good stories. Only instead of reading the day's assignment, she far preferred to jump up from the table and act out her teacher's good stories. Natasha marveled at Ava's lack of inhibitions. She was quirky on purpose, wearing outfits so mismatched that Daria would pull at her hair and say, Oh my God, a romper? Really? That romper is giving me cancer, Ava. I am so not kidding. If Natasha had to pick one word to describe Ava, she would say that Ava was a dreamer. For Daria, picking a one-word description was easy. Pretty. For herself? Ugh. Aunt Vera would say Natasha stayed on task, and she said she'd say it was an approving nod. Aunt Elena would say that Natasha was dependable, although she'd probably say it a little bit wistfully. She'd stroke Natasha's long hair and tell her that being dependable was great, but that she didn't always have to be the one who held the family together. You're allowed to do things just for you, just for the joy of it, she might say. She never specified what sort of things. Maybe she struggled to come up with joyful pursuits. Natasha might enjoy. Papa, if asked to describe his oldest daughter, might look up absent-mindedly in his loot maker's workshop and blink. He'd rest the loot he was crafting on the bench, brush the wood shavings off his shirt, and say, Sorry, what? If he ever did give an answer, it would be along the lines of, Natasha? She's Natasha. Which was true, and which was perhaps the best answer, if the vaguest. Or rather, it was the best because it was the vaguest. Natasha certainly didn't know what word would best describe her. Boring? Natasha thought about this on the way to school on one chilly morning. She walked the half mile on her own because Daria was always running late and because she enjoyed the time to herself. But today, she was too busy being boring and berating herself for being boring 
that she ran smack into a tiny old lady standing in front of the sporting goods store. Oh, Natasha said, stumbling backwards. Indeed, the woman said, and she winked. Natasha was unnerved. When someone barreled into you, you didn't respond by winking. Winking made no sense. Little about the old lady made sense. Not only had she appeared out of nowhere, but she had on the most peculiar outfit Natasha had ever seen, and that included the many creative choices Ava had made over the years. It was late February, and snow blanketed the town. It would remain snowy for several more weeks at least, and yet the lady Natasha bumped into wore fleecy pink pajama bottoms and bunny slippers with bunny ears. A bright yellow raincoat was layered over a wool sweater and topped off the ensemble was a blue silk scarf. The scarf, scarf, which was wrapped around the old lady's shoulders, was beautifully embroidered. It depicted a little girl with a basket looped over her bent elbow. The girl wore a hooded cape and was looking over her shoulder. Natasha recognized the girl immediately. In America, she was called Little Red Riding Hood. Natasha's Russian ancestors would have called her Little Red Cap. Natasha's mother had owned a similar story scarf, only hers showed a girl being spirited away by enormous goose. I'm so sorry, Natasha said to the old lady. She had the feeling she knew her, or was supposed to. Are you all right? The old lady waggled her finger. No, 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 she kidded. Natasha frowned. No, 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 what? No, the old lady wasn't all right. She looked all right. She looked more than all right. Her cheeks were wrinkled but rosy, and her eyes gleamed with intelligence. Then again, her fingernails were ragged and torn, and her hair was a nest of tangled gray fluff. Natasha spotted twigs among the strands. Twigs and leaves, and was that a sparrow? Was a sparrow peering out of Natasha, at Natasha through the thicket of the old lady's hair? The sparrow cocked its head and chirped. Natasha jumped. The old lady laughed. And Natasha grew warm from head to toe. But that's how Natasha knew her. Of course, she was the bird lady. Willow Hill's resident eccentric. She wasn't just old, she was ancient. No one could remember a time before the bird lady. Some said there would never be an after. Rumor had it that her impossible wish was to live forever. Ever. Others joked that actually that was the wish she'd made come true herself. Also, the bird lady knew things, things that she shouldn't. Some blamed the town's birds, accusing them of gathering secrets like seeds and whispering them into the bird lady's ear. Others argued that the bird lady turned into a bird and did her eavesdropping in that form. Still others waved their hands at such nonsense. They said the bird lady was odd, but harmless. That birds flocked around her because she scattered crumbs for them. 
that she should eat the food people gave her instead of wasting it, and that if she knew too much about the town's people's business, it was because the townspeople spoke too freely around her, as if she weren't even there. Natasha could understand how that might happen. It was as if the bird lady had been invisible right up until the moment Natasha bumped into her. Natasha gathered herself together. I'm so sorry, she said for the second time. I didn't see you, which was totally my fault. Well, yes, the bird lady said. Anyone could see that. Anyone with half a brain, that is. Excuse me? The bird lady cocked her head. The sparrow nesting in the bird lady's hair cocked its head. Natasha, without meaning to, cocked her head. The bird lady laughed. Silly girl. Emily was a silly girl, too. Emily? Who the heck was Emily? There's nothing wrong with silly girls, the bird lady said. I myself like silly girls, but others just poof. She fluttered her fingers. Others forget they ever existed. Natasha was not a silly, silly girl. She didn't like being called a silly girl. She didn't like being lumped in with silly girls. She didn't even know, and she certainly didn't like being poofed away, even by this batty old woman. The bird lady stepped closer than Natasha would have preferred. She smelled like sunflowers, and her expression was full of mischief. Forget Emily, she said. So I can be like everyone else who forgot her, Natasha said. I don't even know who she is, so how can I forget her? She had never talked back to an adult before, though this felt awfully close to it. Her heart fluttered. The bird lady poked her hard. She said, ow, serves you right, the bird lady said. Sins of the mother and so on and so on. Whose mother? My mother? Natasha's temper rose. Don't talk about my mother. Sounds to me as though you're talking about your mother, she nodded. I quite liked your mother, you know, though she was a silly girl, too. Okay, Natasha said. She had no idea what was going on, and she didn't like it. The bird lady's wrinkled face broke into a wide smile. Okay, yes, okay, that's wonderful. What was wonderful? The bird lady seemed to think that Natasha had agreed to something, but she most definitely had not. Natasha spotted someone inside one of the stores. It was Benton's friend Stanley. He was watching her from the wide window of the sporting goods store his parents owned. He worked there before and after school. Natasha was mortified. She knew Stanley couldn't overhear her conversation with the bird lady, but he'd seen them together. He'd seen them talking. Girls are all so silly, the bird lady said. Don't you agree, pet? Natasha sidled around the bird lady and hurried toward school. Behind her, she heard the concurring chirp of the bird lady's sparrow.